0: Live from the Planet Platypus Studios in South Florida, Planet Platypus is proud to present the 20th episode extravaganza, celebrating bringing you the finest in adult club-themed podcast entertainment for less than eight months with your host, DJ Platypus, Mr. Voice Bobby Mack, Josh Fiore with a special Spitfire of the Week recapping all your favorite moments since the beginning, and special guest comedian Michael Panzica. And now, please welcome the man behind the planet, DJ Platypus.
1: Wow, that was official. I would just like to say on behalf of the Academy, the planet is back. The planet is back. The
2: planet is back. The planet is back. The planet is back. The planet
1: is back. The planet is back. Come on. Come on. Wow. Josh was so proud of himself yeah. at this moment right now.
3: Epic, epic intro. That was a very good intro. <laughs> Mike, is, Mike is still surprised he was in the intro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was
1: yes. Well, happy 20th episode, guys.
0: Oh, and the crowd goes wild. Thank you, everybody. As they should. Our army of fans are very excited. It's the 20th episode today.
1: Josh, did you honestly think that we would be 20 episodes in at any point in our lives of a new podcast?
0: Yeah, I, I see the vision.
1: So. You do see the vision. <laughs> yeah, I do. Shoot for the moon
0: about platypuses.
1: Well, then somebody needs to put a hit out on <laughs> Joe Rogan because I don't think we're going to beat him. He's yeah, pretty yeah, good. Yeah, we're gunning for you, Joe. All right, we're, that, old, we're twenty deep already. I like so. that, Josh. We're you right want to set your goals higher than you feel you can exceed them, so that you mm-hmm. know you're always. I love it. Yeah. That's 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 the gumshoe. That's that's Josh, the Spitfire yeah. King Fiore. Yes,
0: and that's why you're an inspiration. <laughs> the titty bars around the globe,
1: and that's something to somebody. <laughs> yes, yes. So speaking of titty bars, yeah. uh, I w- I just got back from Vegas, and uh, I was visiting our Vegas circle of uh, friends out there, and I got some interesting stories to tell. But before we go there. We have a guest in studio today, and it's very rare that we have somebody actually in studio. You know what I mean? The last person to sit in that seat uh, was, uh, was really hot—ray of sunshine, yeah. ray of sunshine. <laughs> yeah. So this is different for not only you mm. but for us. But Michael Panzica. I noticed your looks of disappointment. I didn't know why you were so disappointed. <laughs> That's the reason why we're disappointed because <laughs> yeah. you're you're not in, insanely hot, but yeah, that, you're in the rear chair. But uh, you're not <laughs>
0: you're not uh, that. Too shabby, either. I
1: would he's say. not. No, he's a he's a he's a handsome man, sexy Yes. Man. So, um, <laughs> Bobby and and Mike have a history with uh, being comedians, and they've traveled together, and they've worked together. And they've been friends for a very long time. Um, I met Mike through Bobby, and Mike became my comedy coach. Believe it or not, which basically I just gave him money to teach me how to say a few jokes and stuff. It was fun, though. Yeah. We, we, he uh, he he runs um,
4: a comedy class. Over in Fort Lauderdale, right? You mean currently? Yeah, yeah. Current. Well, now I'm at Miami Improv in Doral, and I'm at the West Palm Beach Improv in uh, West Palm Beach. Uh, I got classes going on in both places now. So this guy's a legitimate
1: comedian. Like seriously, like uh, he he's like he can host, real deal. He can headline. He can be the warmer upper guy. He could do it all. He writes. He 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 juggles. He he, he does all sorts of cool things and. He was doing this class, and he just popped up in my feed one day. Hey, come join me at my comedy class, and this and that. And I forget how much it was. It wasn't a lot of money, but um, yeah, I want to talk to you about that. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: so I uh, so I called him, and I'm like, you know what? I think this can help me. I was hosting the awards show that year. I wanted oh, yeah. I wanted some yeah. additional help. Um, and I always, I've always wanted to go out and do stand-up comedy. Bobby and I have talked about that for years. So there was something, there's something about Mike that I, I, he's a very good teacher. He's a good listener. He's just, he's just a good dude. So Gonzo happened to see that I was going to go for this class, and boom, Gonzo shows up, which was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Because when you share that oh, yeah. experience with somebody that you know and you get along with, it just made it better because I found Gonzo and I helping each other write. And what I learned from this man to my right was comedy's so much about writing than anything else. It really is. I mean, you you can Bobby's funny, but Bobby doesn't put together an act without well-thought-out material that's been written over and over again. A hundred
3: times. A hundred
1: times, Polish. you know what I mean? Um, so, you can be a funny person, but you could suck a comedy. You know what I mean? And that's like what happens in these classes. We had the coolest grouping of people because we had a uh, a Caribbean woman who was overweight and older. Like, she had to be in her 40s, right? Miss, right, right. Miss Cleo. Then we had this nerdy little kid who was barely... <laughs> um, 23,
4: 22. He was
1: super young, yeah. super nerdy, the, the the glasses, the whole night. And then we had a father and a son.
4: Oh, yeah. They ride,
1: they cycle. Yeah. They were yeah. cyclists. And they, 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 wow. They, wow. They, they,
4: so we had this
1: crazy class. Yeah, it was great. And then the door opens, and here comes me and Gonzo. It was like, <laughs> hey, where's comedy class? We're ready. You know, <laughs> we've guys, got our books. Team, wrestling team. Yeah. We got, I mean, it, it was crazy. So, um, the Legion of
3: Doom theme played the minute the door opened.
1: So so Mike's been, uh, Mike helped me put together this this routine, which was basically, you know, he always says, uh, talk about things that you know, talk about, you know, who, your experiences, so it's it's genuine. So we developed this thing uh, when I was on an airplane, and mm-hmm. this person that pissed me off, and blah, blah. And it was good. It was just, you know, for my first time, I think I did okay. I mean, you were happy with me, but then again, I was giving you money, so you were
2: happy every <laughs> week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
3: Tell us the real truth now, yeah, I want to talk to you about that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 hard. like the first I- time. I, I want to know it. what he thinks. Honestly, I mean, he'll tell you honestly. He's, he has those kind of balls, but you know, we know that Platt is funny. But like he said, that process of writing is is different. And uh, Drew took me through some of it. Flipped well, me be through, fair, Bobby. It. For my first time, was right. I funny? That's Don't, what I mean. <laughs> That's was what he, I mean. How did how did he make that transition from a guy who's normally funny, just in his everyday life, to doing the work in
4: stand up comedy? Well, for that, you'll need to take my class. <laughs> <laughs> No, actually I'll have a class here one week. <laughs> the hardest the hardest thing about teaching people is everybody learns different. Yeah. So, really the hard the it's not hard for me to teach comedy, it's hard for me to figure out how to teach comedy to this person and this person, this could people learn differently. People learn I'm a terrible student, a decent teacher. Experience. That's how people learn. And so I'm trying to get them to a place in 5 weeks. Where I might have been at six months, you know, yeah, like, yeah. like, yeah. and how do you? And I don't even remember. That was 20, 25 years ago. So, but if that's what eventually happens, I figure out how to teach that person. The class is supportive. You find what's funny. Now, then, the other thing is, some people just do the exact opposite of what you tell them. All I had right. a class again, <laughs> at the end of class. I go like this. I go, listen, all right. Um, now, whatever you do, guys, don't chain, Come in next week. Going, I wrote all new stuff. Because that happens a lot. Yeah. yeah, right. So I'm sitting there doing class we're going on everybody's going up. This guy goes, I go, "So uh, so you know, how many of you wrote all new this stuff this guy. <laughs> <laughs> this guy raises his hand. I go, "Why did you change it?" He goes, I-, "I asked this girl what she thought. I go, "What else did I tell you not to do?" Uh, ask people what they thought of. Just- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I watch some comedians, and I go, "What else did I tell you not to do?" Watch other comedians on TV. Oh my god. And my I go, god. who said that you should write this? You go, a girl. How old was she? Twelve. I'm <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> so and his material was about his dad's alcoholism and him yeah. growing up. So it was like raw. And I was just like, here, dude. I was one of the ones, because I'm a therapist too. Are you over this? Because I don't want you going up there doing this, having a breakdown. Yeah, go, you,
3: or you snap or yeah. get angry with your. And it uh, won't be funny right. either.
4: Well, it depends. <laughs> I don't know, watch somebody funny. have a meltdown? It'll, Meltdowns are funny to me. It'll be like Tom it's, Hanks it's, in, it's, in Punchline. It's true. You,
3: you, you get, and I'll let you get back, you yeah. get that personal topic and you figure I'll just go on stage and vamp with it. Yeah. You can vamp into the wrong lane with it. Mm, and yeah. all of a sudden, you're just in the middle of this awkward silence. But
1: wait, Mike. Go back to Bobby's initial question. Though yes, was was I good? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man,
4: I thought you forgot about that. Anyway, no. no. Okay, no. I I can remember. Everybody was in the class, and I can tell you how I saw you. Your challenge was going from being in the one uh, arena and and venue uh, and way of being funny, and then doing stand up. Mm-hmm. You also have a big respect for stand up. So, people who have a lot of respect for stand up think there's this magical power thing that allows people to do it and you don't want to mess it up. Right. Because you, you know, whatever. But you were, you're just naturally funny. All you needed to do was, I think with you guys, it's like less words, shorter punch, set, you know, set up, punch it yeah. up. Punch. That's all the thing you did that everyone does in the beginning is they over explain jokes. Who was better in that class, <laughs> me or Gonzo? <laughs> <laughs> If you had if like like if
1: if you had to do a okay. gig, why did you, you guys lock bring, the door when I came in? What? <laughs> you have to bring either me or Gonzo to open for you. That's Who would you pick? That's not cool.
4: I know, but well, he's here. I want to take you know, advantage of it. Let's that. just put it this way. Teaching Gonzo how to do stand up was like teaching a bear how to take aspirin. Okay? <laughs> 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 teaching you how to do stand up was trying to uh like, teach a stripper not to take off all her clothes. Yeah. <laughs> Which happens nightly in 90% of the clubs yeah. in
1: the you, know, in you got to learn the
3: art of the tease. Think client. of this, though. He's so right. Like, think of this. The fact that you are you, and you can go anywhere and be yeah. you, yeah. is fine. And yeah. then when you say, when you put this little sentence in front of it saying, this is now... a a comedy assignment, you freeze. You put right. mental freezes on you where you should just go st- with that same confidence and that same storytelling ability right. and just do your pre-prepared right. with, you know, stuff. Right. But we yeah. have this mental veil of, of fear because we can always picture that amazing laugh washing over us. Yeah. But what we never picture is that awkward silence or nothing washing over you. And it hits you like rape. Like If you go out there yeah. like prepared and you throw out your five sentences and you get fucking nothing... It it hits you like a cold yeah, front, yeah. and it can fuck
4: you. Up. It'll oh. freeze you. It'll stop you. Mess you up. The other thing they do in class, I just I told them not to do that. They all do is um, I go and I because the girl's up there, she didn't have much material, but she's doing okay. And then I go, so what happened? She goes, I need lights so I can cross off things that don't work. I said, look, don't cross off anything <laughs> because nine people in your class didn't laugh at it. They were like, <laughs> um, nobody laughed. They crossed it off. I'm right, like, right? No, no. no. That, that has that's a child. It needs it needs feeding. We got to work on it. I go just because these people didn't laugh. You don't think it's good, so that you know whatever. And that's in the uh, no, that's in this in the beginners class. So I don't hold them too bad. If it was the advanced class, I'd be mad at them. But um, yeah, just get up. I, it, they'll be talking to you on the side, just cracking you up. Then they get on stage and they they start to try to remember the words. Well, in
1: all fairness, it is different. Yeah, I, I look. I, I mean, Tootsie's has you know, a thousand people packed in on a busy night, you know? So I'm staring at a room full of a thousand people and I'm communicating entertainment to, you know, I'm, I'm the, I'm the ringmaster doing all these things. It doesn't phase me. It's nothing like that. When I got on that stage <laughs> and that one spotlight hits you yeah. and, and, Until you hear that first giggle or laugh, it is the most unsettling feeling I've gone through in my life with a microphone in my hand. Yeah. And I'm so natural with a microphone in my hand. It's scary. But
0: big differences, though. Big difference. like, Like in the club, you know, you're not the main attraction. So, like you said, when you're on that stage, you're like the stripper now on stage. Like you know, you're up there, you're asking to be critiqued. It's like a little bit different. And
3: dude, you have to have gone through that if you opened for ICP and you got on stage in front of a festival full of people. Yeah. And they put a spotlight on you and said, "Go!" And you had to fucking be on. Yeah. I mean, you must know what that feels like. Yeah. At
2: that
0: time, it was like, yeah, that's a rush. You know, that's that's
3: you know. Did it ever? creep you I think like
0: you have that feeling like it's that that, that, like I said that rush if you Mm -hmm. have that you know that's what you need to really be successful at music or stand up comedy or anything where you're getting on stage and asking to you know be critiqued I mean you got to have that confidence. You got to so, come out and get that feeling of like I fucking love this. Yeah,
1: the nerdy kid's mom in our class laughed at one of my jokes. She was the <laughs> yeah. first one to laugh that I heard that wasn't cuz Mike was laughing at everything, so I knew he was just like he was encouraging us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I found yeah. it funny. His children I, were no, on stage. He's wo- watched us for for mo- a month work out this act. But I genuinely yeah. found it funny. Well, I yeah, enjoy
4: stand-up, and also to see you guys go from where I saw you five weeks ago and then do it. But if I, I had, was
1: your retarded kid and I hit a dribbler down the line and <laughs> ran to first base and got on because it was an error, but a you lot. would clap as if I hit a home run.
4: <laughs> That's a true analogy, but if there was, if 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 you know, you're, you're, there's a lot of ways to explain my laughter. But I'm telling you the obvious one. Why you choose to believe that one? I have no idea. <laughs> because I because I was observing my teacher. But
1: I will say this: the second I heard the nerdy moms laugh, she got hotter. It, it was like a drug I've never been around. Because like, once you get that first laugh, yeah. Yeah. what or when Josh was performing and you got that first, yeah, when you yeah. see like the crowd chant in the when lyrics you make and stuff connect, like that, yeah, right. That connection is like jet fuel to my ego. And oh, it was yeah. just like, I want more. <clears throat> and, 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 and then it becomes a point of, you know, you, now you have to pursue this like I pursue my, my career in, you know, in the
4: business. You know what I think that high is and why I do it? And, I love, and teaching has made me, force me to actually analyze everything I do, why I do it, and how I got there. I think when you, when I, you put yourself in a situation that's scary, makes you uncomfortable. That little guy on the shoulder or girl that pops up and goes, You suck, Mm
2: -hmm. you're ugly,
4: (laughs) you're worthless, you're not you know, we all have it. Yeah. It's all there. Yeah. When you confront, you go to a scary situation, he gets louder. But if you can make the audience laugh, you're drowning him out. Right. And you just kicked his ass. That's what the high is. That's great. For me personally, it's overcoming the fear and then being like, These are my people. Now I love these guys and we're gonna go on a ride. You know, but yeah. there is a sense of bravery
3: and and courage that yeah. goes along with being able to get on stage, and everybody knows it. Yeah, anybody who's had butterflies or, uh. or can't be a public speaker knows what it is. And like what Mike is saying, it, it, like I I noticed there's a lot of people that are still following you that are in the game, whatever. That weren't that good at it, and like and I have like I almost have more respect for them now because they're still doing it. Meaning, yeah. like, it was tough for them back when I saw them. Yeah, for them to still be doing it, good for them, dude. Absolutely, would-
4: dude. It really. When people ask about doing it, I always think like you want to take a class or do. I'm st- open mic. Whether you want to pursue it as a career or not, I think it's one of the most uh, psychologically provoking uh, situations. Absolutely, can, and challenges you out of your side your comfort zone. And when Definitely. you get outside your comfort zone, your comfort zone just gets bigger anyway. So, so teach. We got a student coming your way who is a girl who's like 20.
3: Oh, Alaska, 21 years old, and uh, she. Wow. Before she did uh, feature work, she just dropped on the feature scene. Before that, she started doing stand-up comedy. Now she does both. So she's an exotic dancer feature, and she also does stand-up comedy. And for the first time, she's going to be at our uh, birthday bash doing both at the same time. That's phenomenal. She wants to work up a routine where she does a strip show. Which is
1: going to be December 1st at Monroe's at 8 p.m. in Legends um, Lounge uh, connected to Monroe's. Uh, Tickets are free. We're celebrating Bobby's birthday, so make sure
3: everybody comes out. And, of course, who I'm talking about is Alaska Galore, if you're listening. Thank you, Rain Man. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I can see this. How did he remember all those details? Great, Great show. Have you ever seen anyone do anything close to that? What? strip stand-up
1: oh right. no 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 i thought this will you be, be your first m- time Memorized the and accent. she's beautiful and and alaska was no, uh um, it's gonna be weird for her
4: she was at,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> she was it's, at uh tootsies on she, halloween i with,
4: know have you seen her perform yeah how, she well i haven't
1: seen her perform on stage yet bobby has is i have is she funny uh,
3: I'm, uh i haven't seen her comedy i've seen oh. her performance and uh, i mean how long has she been doing it well, I mean, she's, she's only five young. years old. So, I mean, like, yeah, she's, old. she's, she's really in her young 20s, So, Ugh. but she's got pictures going back like Ugh. years. Now, I mean, I just think... want to know
4: if she's going to pursue it. That's good. Like, I want to. I think it's hard. It would be incredibly difficult to do, but yeah, it would be great to watch.
0: Around and and she's, she seems to be
1: like into it. Well, know? Mike, uh, when we're done with the, this podcast, you're going to want to coach her. Go on the website That's and check out to. the state of Alaska, which is one of her features on our website, um, where she does these videos where she interviews people so all right cool so she was at Tootsie's um, because Angel Bo was featuring uh, at Tootsie's on Halloween night Uh, two things here one Alaska is a beautiful human being and I really enjoyed spending time with her she's smart she's uh, definitely really focused on being uh, something in our industry you know she's going to become a very good feature She's going to become something of herself because she's a very driven person. I want to get that out of the way. I really, really enjoyed spending time with her. Angel Bo is a freak, dude. Yes. Yes, <laughs> I think we all knew that. Oh, my. I, I was not. I had an expectation in my head of what her shows were going to be like, and it was so different than the reality. And my crowd loved every minute of it. She, First of all, she's professional as hell. Yeah. I mean, she's so detail-oriented. Bobby, her cues were, like, literally four minutes and 32.178 seconds in my set. I mean, it was, like, so to the point. You would have loved working with this girl wow. because she was so organized. Uh, all of her cues, everything like that, it was just really, really cool.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, she gets on stage, and she breaks, brings out this bed of machetes,
2: Machetes. <laughs> yes, I,
1: I Lines see. them up, and then she's laying on a bed of machetes. That's fucking insane. Dude, that was n- nothing compared yeah, I think to... I she did that in Vegas. And then her, as the show's coming to an end, she wants customers to come up to stage, and she brings out a staple gun and has them staple... Either a titty, an ass, uh, her vagina. Are you fucking kidding? It's a price list. There's an actual price it's list. A menu. Yes, a <laughs> so menu.
3: How much is it to staple something to her titty? Uh, twenty bucks. Jeez. And she'll let you take a staple gun. Yeah. And staple gun a twenty to her fucking tit.
1: Yes, and her vagina. One hundred. I, I, I on all three shows, somebody paid a hundred dollars to staple her vagina. Wow.
3: Like where on the vagina? Like on the on the pelvis part or on the. You know, to be fair, like are you sealing the purse? Are you snapping
4: it closed? I, uh, I really, I, I had, I had, a, I. How I was long behind it, her? I couldn't. How long did it take you to talk her into that? I, it, that was part of her show, man.
1: <laughs> that was part of her show. Wow. She, she's, uh, she has an extreme act, so. Going in, I didn't know what to expect. And then once it happened, I was like,
3: wow, this is crazy. Insane. Like, I mean, there were things she was doing. Like, you now officially know somebody who will take a stapler to the snatch. You know how rubber... (laughs) Yeah. Do you know how rubber doll... Has the grinder show where yes.
2: she,
1: she, yeah, the, the sparks come off. Basically, Mike, what she does is she takes an actual grinder and a piece of the, she has a metal dildo, like a strap on, strap on, a metal strap on dildo. And she takes the grinder, and just, and all the sparks just go flying. And in the club with the intelligent lighting, it looks awesome. It's a yeah. really cool effect. What I love
4: it, the way you guys talk about this. Like it's normal. Nobody has safety goggles <laughs> in the whole joint, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are desensitized. What this. Angel <laughs> Bo does yeah. is she does a
1: similar thing with the grinder, but she literally takes the sparks, gets them as close to her face right, as humanly yeah. possible, and yes. eats it. Yes. She opens her mouth and the fucking sparks uh, are going in. Uh, shoot into yeah. her eyeball. Yes. I, and then it, she's writing, because again, I said she's really organized and detailed. So I got to do the last show with her where I was actually DJing. I videoed her second show. I was DJing her third show. So she's on stage, and in the middle of this, I'm like, "I'm," because she said it so fast, it just didn't sync with me, but on paper, it's clearly detailed and labeled that she's going to take an, a nail, a real nail, and hammer it into her skull. Wow. So... I had to pick a volunteer from the audience to verify that it was a real nail. And then she t- puts it up her nostril and takes a freaking hammer and pounds it into her skull on stage. Oh.
0: remember when a stripper like just had to do a split, and that was <laughs> impressive.
1: <laughs>
4: what does she do for fun?
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's funny you said that, because she was actually part of our, our roundtable this weekend, one of the reasons I went to Vegas. Um we all the, the a lot of people that live in Vegas that are in the industry. Um, we got together. We had dinner at our favorite Korean barbecue joint, and um, Cuts put together a video, one of those three sixty videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So literally, the camera's in the middle of the table. We're all kind of having dinner, and you know, you can see. With your mouse, you can see everything. So, (laughs) at at one point, Angel's on her cell phone; like you can see all this stuff. But it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, So we all got together and uh, we had a roundtable discussion, which will be on the website um, later on next week. Nice. And uh, basically talking about living in Vegas and how difficult it is to do our job in the biggest tourist capital of the world, where every week someone you know is visiting your town and your routine or schedule gets screwed up. And, you know, this oh, and yeah. that. So then I found out, uh, Viva La Muerte was there. Um, and she's, I got to spend some time with her. She's such a cool human being. Yeah, she is. She's Just really cool. down to earth, really, really honest, cool person. And she, um, she's pissed about, there's a feature out there Mm-hmm. who is claiming to be a little person who is not technically a little person, and it really got under Viva's skin.
3: Okay. Well, well, shit, that's a market you got to protect,
1: so yeah. So it, it's it's one of those things where you'll be able to hear about all of that and much, much more on our Planet Platypus special. Oh, wow, I Plac can't goes wait to hear, to hear Vegas. This. Uh, Next week, it's going to be, yeah, it's, it, just a couple little teasers. And then yeah. a huge announcement, huge industry huge. announcement is also uh, going to be made in the next couple of days. So it's. Um, There's
3: nothing we can reveal
4: this week.
1: I mean, it's
0: I the could 20th reveal it.
3: extravaganza. It. I could, I could it actually. It is the 20th extravaganza. I guess I could I reveal
0: could it, it now. Drop some bombs but on but them, Play the right?
4: intro music again, maybe. <laughs> <do it>. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I, I, I guess. And now DJ Platypus with a big announcement. I guess I can announce it right now, because by the time we put the video up, you know, the show will post. So, uh, Lacey Rain is pregnant. What? Swear to God. Congrats. Yeah. Awesome, man. man. Dane and Lacey are having a baby. Wow. Yeah. So Lacey took me everywhere to eat. Like we, we, (laughs) I gained a hundred pounds in the last three days. We, we did buffets. We, we did Korean barbecue. I've never seen so much meat. Like, I had meat sweats, and she was like, you, you ready for more? And I'm like, oh, Yeah, this okay. is an old hat for her. Yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> so, her and I are at this buffet, and we did a video. Um, She had all the plates in front of her because she's nonstop. Picture European vacation with Chevy Chase. Yeah. When the daughter is shoveling all the food food and she's having that bad dream. Yeah, and she's binge eating. That was Lacey Rain at at the Wicked Spoon at the Cosmopolitan this weekend. We had brunch, so we started having breakfast. She went right to dinner. She got, like, prime (laughs) rib and mashed potatoes and then – and then she went and got another course and then another course. And then she looks at me and she's like, there's a dessert thing? And I'm like, yeah, that whole like, there's a whole island that's all desserts. So we went over there and she goes, you know what? Rather than do desserts,
2: <laughs>
1: let's do breakfast again. <laughs> wow. So we went back into the breakfast line and ate breakfast again. That's like amazing. people were looking at us like... You know, we were binge eaters because I mean, yeah. she's but she's pregnant. I have no excuse. <laughs> well, like, you, I'm just you eating. You were indulging in the uh, Vegas. Uh... Oh, it was so good, dude. I had such good food. <laughs> yeah, it was so amazing. We ended up going to Ferraro's uh, on my last night, which was oh, uh, I love that place. <sighs> it was just awesome. Everything was just perfect. That's like maybe I am pregnant. I <laughs> might be <laughs> pregnant. I really might. But but Lacey Rain, uh, congratulations to Lacey and Dane Hanson. Yeah, wow. Uh, they that are is, having a man. baby. Uh, it's, uh we got the exclusive and uh there will be a video either on social media or our website probably before this even airs but uh that's that's all.
0: It's that's a
3: huge probably. <laughs> this is like um, one way or the other. We, we should
0: up. cover this story like like the royal family uh, uh, pregnancy. Like this should well, be big. Planet platypus coverage.
1: It's funny you said that, Josh, because um, play the music <laughs> 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 right after um, right after the Super Bowl, late February. Planet platypus is throwing Lacey Rain's baby shower. Yes, wow. yes, which consists of. Um, we will be at Centerfold's Cabaret in Las Vegas. Okay. Um, Bobby, myself, and Josh are hosting. Um, I've been instructed that Bobby, Mac, and myself have to do a ribbon show on stage. Wow. This which, I can't do. Uh, True Colors by uh, Cindy Lauper? I don't know, but... <laughs> 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 you with the sad eyes. I, I have seen Bobby Mack do a ribbon show before, and it is very, very impressive graceful think will ferrell's ribbon show is like and then put Great. a mountain on top be of you wearing it. leotards i was just gonna yes. say i'm gonna have to go buy some leotards <laughs> again yeah, yeah, yeah we're, gonna we're gonna be in like some spandex or something you it's know gonna be it, you guys don't
3: realize the reality i mean in, in vegas with me and leotards that's funny but you have to realize i have to walk into a store in coral springs as my 50 year old self and go i need a pair of leotards
2: <laughs> for this thing now? in vegas like yeah <laughs> I need them no, now. That's not creepy at all. <laughs> no, nah, not at
3: all. A 50 year old man walking into a dancekin studio asking for leotard prices. But and they we, just
4: point to an actual person like, just
3: take her now. <laughs> Maybe I'll, uh, <laughs> don't plan and at least take that girl. <laughs> we,
1: we are going to have a, a planet platypus baby shower. Baby shower. No, wait a minute. Now, last week, it's an industry baby shower. When you
0: talked about the wedding in the strip club, you are highly against the, the wedding in the strip club. Now I want to know what's your attitudes towards the baby shower a, in the strip club because
1: be, because we're running it so <laughs> so <laughs> no I I mean it's funny because ego yeah yeah but 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 think about it for a second we're gonna put on a fucking show this is the baby of the the president and the first lady of the strip club of the, the strip, strip shit. club business right.
0: right so this is this is like the
1: royal family so, oh, so here's shit. the deal so I'm gonna have features. That are going to have time slots throughout the course of the day. No (laughs) midgets,
3: okay.
1: (laughs) Little people, Um, and I don't know about that. We're going to have pony rides. We might have pony rides. (laughs) Bobby and I are going to do something on stage. You are going to you are going to do something. Maybe we'll do a uh, a a baby Spitfire. (laughs) (laughs) The thing about it is, this is for like because she has her family, he has his family, and it's look, man, it's tough to have. Right. Your personal life and your professional life intertwine sometimes, especially right. when you work in a strip club. Right. Yeah. You right. know, Aunt Trudy isn't going to understand why, you know, certain people have so many tattoos or, you know, whatever. It's, it's two different things. Right. So, so to invite for- those people to your baby shower is hard to do. Right. So I recommended an industry
3: wide baby shower for, where for we can, our family. So, and we can actually put on a real event. Right. That has got to be hard. Like, at least when I, like, when Cindy introduced me to her parents and said, you're a strip club DJ, it's hard. At least I get the other side. I can say, my wife's a nurse. But when you're Dane and Lacey, (laughs) you're Dane and Lacey, you have to, like, bad enough your parents know you work at a strip club, then you have to introduce the super whore. (laughs) (laughs) Here's my wife, Lacey. Uh, uh, Skankasaurus. (laughs) Yes, you might know her better as Skankasaurus Rex, (laughs) uh, the uh, hurricane.
4: Especially uh, if she does it like. And coming to our house right now <laughs> is the new guy in your life that you're gonna hate, Bobby. Let's hear it from Bobby.
1: Yes. All right. Listen, we're gonna take a quick break. Oh man. We're gonna get back. We're gonna interview Michael Panzeca. We're gonna find out things about Bobby Mack that you thought you knew but you didn't know. We're gonna find out some things about Mike. And we've got a huge spitfire. It's our 20th show. Oh, yeah, 20 deep, baby. We are 20 deep, and we're going to take a quick break over. World-famous Tootsie's Cabaret voted best club
0: in the country. Join us for happy hour, no cover, and half-priced drinks till 8 p.m. every day. Tootsie's features a full restaurant, sports bar, next-level VIP seating, and skyboxes with a view of South Florida's hottest adult entertainers. Watch all your favorite sports events on our brand-new 300-square-foot LED screen. See you at Tootsie's Cabaret, Miami's number one adult club. Visit us online at
1: TootsiesCabaret.com. Monroe's Palm Beach is an award winning club for good reason. Come in for the amazing food and stay all night for the party. Monroe's regularly books feature entertainment and the top mainstream DJs. Jimmy Boucher is the current DJ of the year and keeps the party going until 5 a.m. Check out the upcoming events at Monroe'sPalmBeach.com. Nobody does more events than Monroe's Palm Beach. It's the best party in Palm Beach County. Monroe's has won more awards in the past five years than any independent club in the industry. Check out Monroe's Palm Beach.com. It's not just a party, it's an experience.
0: Welcome back to the Planet Platypus. 20th episode extrava-fucking-ganza yeah it's our 20th anniversary 20th our baby episode. is 20 years old you know some podcasts they'll do this like on the 100th episode oh not us we, we don't need attention around.
3: we need to celebrate us
2: yeah, we're dysfunctional. Yeah, you guys 20.
0: don't
3: understand how impressive 20 is unless you start doing this shit yeah, yeah, yeah. If they
0: knew us as people, they
1: would know this is an impressive... Uh, yeah, this is-, <laughs> <laughs>
3: this is an accomplishment no. whether you understand in your life or not. Right.
1: Yeah, we yeah. are making sacrifices, damn it. So yeah. we want, yeah, we we want acknowledgement. Yours. Very important people. <laughs> that's true. Yes, yes. That's true. I
4: think the guy at 7-Eleven that's been working there 20 years knows how it feels too. <laughs> yeah.
0: Think he goes to work on that twentieth anniversary <laughs> and it's a big uh, extravaganza? I don't think so. He like yeah. recounts like his favorite moments over the last twenty years of the Seven Eleven.
1: I don't know. No. I don't think so. What I don't think so. You know, I really Use the microphone, <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> Commissioner. <comedian. laughs> <laughs> He's a comedy teacher. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he he breaks the first rule In yeah. comedy Lesson one <laughs> <He's> like, like <laughs> yeah, but, uh, Use the fucking microphone <laughs> Let's take it to Mike Benzica. <laughs> yeah. Tw- no 20 <laughs> years 20
4: years That's a good point What you said But 20 years Anywhere I just thought of I'm like Anything you could do For 20 years You would be like That was 20 years Yeah but this has yeah. only yeah. been 20 weeks We do a week 20, It's not like we do right. A
1: show every day We no. do a show every week And this is right. our 20th, 20th. show right.
4: Oh no I see what you're saying This is All our right. 20th episode Not our oh, 20th I thought year. You were talking about your, What you're job not that we have Oh no, yeah well we're
1: all over 20 I'm year sorry. veterans in the
3: Yeah I'm 25 yeah. in February yeah. oh, 1994 so what am I now I'm 25 this year yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. 22 I, I think, misunderstood
4: yeah. I'm going to put the mic down again No no no, no.
3: <laughs>
1: So we're here with Michael Panzika. Yes You have an unusual last name Panzika panzeca yeah it's sicilian does does it get messed up when you're on gigs a lot like do you get introduced as panzeca the z intimidates people
4: for some reason yeah Yeah. Um, you go you say uh they go how do you pronounce well they see your name with the z yeah and if they haven't met you before when they introduce you they get to the z and they give up um (laughs) and (laughs) and they try to cover it up pancetta with with syllable camouflage they go like Ladies and gentlemen, come on stage, Mike Pants. <laughs> <laughs> so one day, I was on a ship and the girl on the ship asked me, how do you pronounce your name? And I go, "It's now it's P-A-N-Z-E-C-A. I go, it's Blukabla." <laughs> the, z- <laughs> <laughs> the Z is silent. <laughs> and she keeps looking at it like, how the hell is that Blukabla?" <laughs> It's my name had gotten bastardized and changed so many times by people passing it down that it just became Blukabla. <laughs> and then she couldn't do it. So we
1: know you're a stand-up comedian. You teach comedy. Um, you do. Um, you're a therapist on the rehab uh, end of things. Right. Um, you're also a huge family man. You're you, you know you're you're a great guy. But part of your journey <laughs> led you to working on cruise ships. Yeah, Correct? yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, what is the difference? Um, I'm just per- personally curious. What is the difference between running the club circuit and running the cruise ship circuit? Is there is there a, is it very similar or is it very different? And if so, tell me the
4: differences. It's extremely different. The uh, <laughs> being held captive in one of those situations. Well, no, I get I get that. I'm just yeah. talking about from
1: a fundamental
4: aspect right, right, of right. the job itself. It's. Uh... Well, the pay's better. That's one of the attractions. Which one does? The, the cruise, cruise? Yeah, much better. You get steady. You get pretty steady work. Um, the shows, you got to crank them out. You know, like almost, you got to crank out some shows, different shows. And the punk, the comedy clubs on the cruise ships have become, the, were the most popular thing, so they get the attention they desire they deserve. So the shows go pretty good. The crowds are pretty good. Yeah. Um, well, there's a lot more traveling, which you're really getting paid. You know, you feel like you're getting paid to travel. You don't mm-hmm. really feel like you're getting paid for the show. You're getting paid to travel because, you know, that's what they're going by. The shows um, are, are good there and the pay is better. The clubs, I didn't even do the clubs when I was on the ship. That's why when I got off the ship, you know, because it's something I didn't do. But that's why I got off the ship because I didn't know any clubs. So I was right. like trying to tell, you know, introduce myself. They're like, I never heard of you. And then I go up and they say, oh, you're a headliner. How come I haven't? And I go because I've been on a ship for like twelve years, yeah. really traveling around different places. But um, the money's different. And, but I like the clubs, you know. I like being on land. I don't. I don't really like being on a stage. And then, no offense, I have to hang out with these people the rest of the <laughs> <game>. <laughs> well, You know what? That's interesting, though, because
1: the, I mean, you, Bobby, hit it on the head. You're captive. You're you're. Yeah. you're you're yeah. really stuck with you know, you entertain a group of, of people and that same group is like stuck to you now for what, six days at a time? Yeah, yeah. So and like they you might go, have
3: seen you last night and passed yeah. you in the hallway every day. And
4: they're walking up to you, hey man, I got a good one for you. Wanna hear it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, they're, they're trying to give you new material. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, this one guy, I was like tired. He's like, dude, I got a joke. I go, Not nah, no, nah, dude, not nah, now. Nah. And he's like, No, no, no. And then he goes, like to make it better, he goes, No, you can use this. <laughs> I'm like, Oh well. Let me write dude, this down. I'm like, dude, you didn't have me at hello that did not help your situation at all that's crazy I mean, now get away from me what's the
1: ass <laughs> what, what's the ass like on those cruise ships do you get do, do the comedians get oh, lucky Rubis. on those i mean like how does that work uh it's funny It's Al Romero.
4: Con, uh, you're not uh, you're not allowed as a guest entertainer you're not allowed to um fraternize with the guests um you you, you can hang you can hang out hook up with a uh, crew mm mm-hmm. mhm But you can't fraternize. I guess fraternize (laughs) it means
3: something different in Italian. (laughs) (laughs) Technically,
4: if a if a if a guest is caught in your cabin, or you're Uh. caught in a guest cabin, (laughs) you are fired. Now in the closet (laughs) they're caught in the closet on a Wednesday night. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, hold on, hold on. Nineteen whatever it was. Explain. explain yourself because i know where you're
1: going with this but i thought our, that's where
4: you wanted me to go our,
1: our audience doesn't know this uh story um but uh, you have, have an infamous story of he fraternized you with a guest fraternization on a cruise ship correct right so let's hear the story
4: <laughs> well i met this girl she kept coming to my show and uh she liked the show she kept coming back then she said hey you want to meet at the you want to meet at, uh, at, the, at the disco i said well i'm gonna go to the crew bar or whatever I'm going to hang out, and then maybe I'll come back. And so I thought about her. Actually, she's waiting up there. I felt bad, so I go up there, right? And we're hanging out. And then this other girl comes over. She's trying to make out with this other girl in front of me, and they're like, I'm there. and security is watching me, which is what the purpose of security on cruise ships is to watch the comedians. That's the only thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just convinced that's all they do there. Like, they don't care about sinking. No, is the comedian hooking up with anybody. That's what they care about. But anyway, so um, you know, she wanted to go back to my cabin. I said, no. And then after a while, I was like, I gotta go. I, she was getting drunk, so I took her up to get some water. And then uh, I said, I gotta go, and she followed me to my cabin. So we cubs in, she comes in, we're, we're hanging out. And my phone starts ringing off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> now, when she comes in, it's like three or four o'clock in the morning. I'm like, all uh, right, who are you traveling with? She says, uh, my mom and my sister. I'm like, aren't they gonna be, you know, like worried? She goes, no. I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes, they're drunk and passed out. So guess who wakes up at 4 o'clock in the morning missing her daughter and files a missing persons oh, report no. on the ship? Oh, my God. So she fell overboard. Security is now walking around. Yeah, they're walking around with pictures. <laughs> Have you seen this lady? <laughs> oh, no. And they're all like, yeah, he was, she was with the comedian the last time I saw <laughs> Now, my friends are calling me to warn me to get, me out, you know, of the, of the, get her out. And I'm not answering the phone, because I think it's somebody else. Plus, I'm a little busy. Yeah. And um, so, (laughs) I'm a little busy. (laughs) So, finally, I answer the phone. I said, who is it? They go, Michael, this is security. Can we talk to you for a second? And I'm like, sure. And I come out. They go, have you seen this girl? Oh, no. I'm like, yeah, earlier, but she's not here. They go, do you mind if we come in and look? I go, no, come on in. And I don't know what I was thinking. I guess I was Uh. just thinking I could pay them money when they got in there. or Maybe. (laughs) Just somehow they'll forgive me, be like bad boy, and then leave. But yeah, uh, they came in, and this, and I don't see her. She's it's hiding. Yeah, but it's a little cabin. It's about big as this yeah. office. So anyway, so like I open the door and I see her. They're standing behind me, and I go no. Uh, not in there. (laughs) (laughs) Did it work? Which I should have went, holy shit, there's a girl in my closet. (laughs) Take her away. Man, am I glad to see you guys. (laughs) But anyways, I close it, then I go to the other one. It wasn't, oh, can we look at that one again? I go, yeah, she's in there. She's hiding. So they take her, interview her, and then. And actually, I found out years later, like the cruise director, I met with the staff captain, but they were just like, dude, it happens. You've been a good comedian here, a good guy. You never got trouble. We're just going to forget about it and leave it on the ship. But somebody, it went to, because of the security ramifications, it goes to headquarters. They got a zero tolerance policy and, and actually some other people like forced for it to happen. But I almost got to keep it. And I know a lot of guys that have gotten kicked off for that. It's now called the Panzika. But they're back. You're going to phrase for fraternizing
3: with a guest.
1: You know what's funniest to me about that story is how much cruise ship security sounds like those people that call me and try to sell me viagra (laughs) you know all of a sudden the crew the the cruise ship security is like hindu like he's coming in there like yeah you know where where's the girl at you know he's got that 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 voice i don't know where that came from and i
4: thought i was getting off but when we got to port Canaveral in orlando in orlando i thought i was getting off they let me stay on for another cruise So I'm thinking. As soon as I heard the engine start up and we're leaving, I'm like, because when they kick you off, they kick you (laughs) off the next time you're in land, and good luck. Really? And yeah, the seven o'clock knock. (laughs) Get your you're going. Yeah, just like that, huh? Uh, Anybody? So, um, so I go, we're good, and I'm like, okay, everything's great. I did cruises. All my friends were sitting, sending hot girls to my cabin (laughs) as a joke, like to (laughs) tempt (laughs) me. And were you doing shows? Yeah, and I was working. Wow. So they
3: would meet hot guests and say, Here, you got to yeah, go see yeah, this you guy. Gotta go like, see
4: that guy. Go see what happens. And they don't <laughs> watch me. And then coincidentally, I met a couple hot girls like just on that week, but everybody was like, I'm thinking, no, dude, I almost messed up already, you know. And then I got off the ship. But I did notice people were making less eye contact with me in security. So I started to think I don't think I'm coming back. Like I don't you're know a dead that. man walking already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man. And uh, so I got off the ship. I saw an email on my phone. It says uh, termination of relationship. I thought my boss was quitting. That's what I
2: thought.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you had a passenger in your closet, Mike. You know, how old was she? She was 25. She's a lawyer. They wrote letters on my behalf. To, oh, so it's not like a mom was looking for her missing no, 19-year-old. Her mom was like, when her mom found out it was me, she was, ups- was upset because she goes, Oh, I like him. I didn't know you were with him. And she was just worried because so she, she didn't mean to get you fired. No, they, pol- they wrote letters on my behalf. They offered to give me money. They felt wow. terrible. The mom felt terrible. But, you know, but then they let me stay on for another cruise. Uh, because I think because they already paid me think so yeah like it'd be stupid to pay you and then fire you. <laughs> yeah. yeah might as well get
3: their
1: work but out of you it you know right? what it
4: was weird it was painful but i gotta be honest i was getting a little tired of it with the travel was getting to me and i really loved being on land I'm like i hated the traveling the airports immigration customs living out of suitcases. I mean, it, it was like working in a fact i hated it and then uh so i was making hot dogs in the backyard watching baseball games you know like Getting back oriented. Yeah, to yeah. Like you gotta got, get claustrophobic stuck on that
2: boat. I man. bought a Harley.
4: You know, I would nice. never do that on the show. i like start riding. It, it I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I got off. It's just hard because of the money so big. thank God that girl came out of the closet. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's
1: great. Mike, who's the best comedian right now? Uh well Your opinion, hot. your taste.
4: I mean, I love Sebastian Matuskowski. He's amazing. Oh, great I, I mean, he's just so funny. But I like uh, uh, Gaffigan a lot. Yeah, Jim Gaffigan's funny. Yeah. Regan, Brian Regan. Always been funny. Uh, you got
1: to pick one, though.
2: I got to pick one. Guns and to your head. Alive? This
1: is the last live performance you're going to see before alive? someone's going to kill you. Alive? <laughs> yes. Dave Chappelle. Bobby, no. how about you?
3: I... Uh... I keep changing the answer to that question, but I am just right now, it's probably because I'm saturated with him, I am a super Russell Peters mark right now. Really? Yeah. Uh, I just think he is astoundingly funny. He's just naturally... like Every once in a while, a comedian comes along, like Eddie Murphy, who... They're not, they're not even really hitting you with jokes. They're just talking. Yeah, and that's it. The way they talk is hilarious for a straight hour, and that's a Russell Speaking that's Russell of Eddie Beater Murphy, right
1: I cannot wait for that Netflix special. I, I
3: don't know what he's going to talk about.
1: It's going to be sick. Yeah. It's just going to be awesome. Because
3: he's not going to do the same thing Dave Chappelle did, which is come out and go, yeah, I've been gone, but fuck you guys, I hate you anyway. You know, He's not going to write that kind of material. Yeah, so we got Chappelle. And he mm-hmm. definitely can't be the Eddie Murphy from the 80s and 90s either. That's true. So what is he going to be?
1: It's going to be brilliant. Uh, I would love to just see him come out in the purple leather right. uh, jumpsuit. <laughs> Josh, who's your who's, your, who's uh, the best comedian in your opinion right now? Uh, Jeff Dunham. <laughs> <laughs> you like the,
0: you, you like the puppets? I like puppets. Name yeah. three uh. of Jeff Dunham's puppets right now. Uh, there's a, the, uh, the the old guy. Yeah, the what's fucking, his name? I don't know, Walter. Yes. How about Ahmed? Yeah, and uh, and the jalapeno, Pepe
3: jalapeno, and a yeah, stick,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Cause yeah, it's good stuff, classic, great comedy.
1: Are you being serious or not? <laughs> no, there's carrot top, your favorite. Go like, who's, you, who's your favorite? Who's... Um,
0: I, I'm gonna have to agree, uh, with Mike. I think Chappelle,
4: uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, and you no, know, what's weird. I never would have said that before, nobody's ever put it to me just like that. But I, Chappelle is for me the I best stand, stand the, up, yeah, best. yeah by I, far.
3: Right now, I'm just fascinated. I don't.
4: It, but I never have talked about him. I don't talk about him that much. But if you said, "Who's the best?" Whatever, like Joe Rogan's up there, all these guys. I'd have to pick Dave Chappelle. Because Chappelle, like, uh, Louis C.K. too. Yeah, yeah.
1: Chappelle takes you on a ride, though. You know, like he he he's got this way of. Um, He's so honest, right? He's got that flow. He's that take, like he that Netflix special said, takes you in and out. He'll his segues. And, yeah. The first time I met OJ Simpson, right? And then the second time, like, like he had like those were his segues. Everything about it was so brilliant on every level. It was just it was retarded how everything just came together. And then at the end, you got that one big laugh, and and even going back to his earlier stuff with like, um, you know, when he was. His buddy Chip and you know, getting yeah. high and going up to the cop. Excuse me, and he's like, you know, this his way of telling stories. Right. I don't think there's a better comedian out there than Dave Chappelle. His he's show was great dad. too. Oh, that Chappelle yeah, show was, was great. And
4: then to see a guy go away from this, come back and start doing stand up. Like and then like, he lived see. in Ohio in, like a house in the suburbs. It wasn't like yeah. He just did a fun. He did a thing for the people of Dayton recently. He was because uh, Dayton, they had the shooting. Yeah, mm-hmm. So they had a uh, Dayton Strong Day or whatever. He came out, did a free concert with some of his friends to raise money for so cool. Dayton. That's awesome. Yeah. He, he's, he's so real. And he watch, I like watching his interviews on YouTube with different places. Like, they ask him questions. You know, and he's so honest. That's what I really like about a comedian, when they're honest and just get to know who they are and they're making fun of themselves. But he also, he stands for something. You know, But he makes fun of himself. He makes fun of things. I just feel so relaxed and comfortable listening to him. And he cracks me up. That's
1: good stuff. Good stuff. So what about at this stage in your life, where do you see yourself going with comedy? Why is it door locked? Um. (laughs) No, for real, though. Well, what I'm doing, I I actually enjoy the teaching. Um, But do you not miss the spotlight of? Well, I still do that. Yeah. So I'm
4: doing that. I'm doing my own shows. Um, you know, I'm booking private stuff. I'm doing clubs. I'm putting together this thing again called the Stand Up Guys, and I'm I was doing the um, trying to work on this thing called the uh, Breaking Balls Comedy Tour. Doing the I remember Balls. that. Yeah, you know, and that did okay for a while, but now I'm just gonna go with what I know. I works with me. I work with uh, uh, Lenny Travis, Perry Sack, and, Love those and boys. Al Romero. Actually, is gonna join us. It's gonna be the that four guy's of so us. so funny, and. Uh, we're going to do the stand-up guys, and I'm going to try to book us at, like, theaters and stuff like that. I think that show <clears throat> would kill. It will kill. And then if we can't do the four, we'll just do the three, you know, three of us, me, Perry, and Lenny. Whenever I have a new show or I do something new, I want to get to put a show together, I work with Lenny and Perry. And it goes easy. It's always funny. We have fun together. We like being around each other. So I'm putting that together. And, um, you know, just... I don't think anything. I mean, I'd like to be more involved in podcasts or do my own thing, or you know. So where do I see it going? I, I don't know. Just uh, no more, no more chicks and closets. <laughs> <laughs> That's what. Uh, but as far as like,
1: what's the overall dream? Like, if you can have it all, what would what would having it um, all mean to you as a comedian? Wow. Well, Because that could be different for everybody.
0: Yeah, you're digging deep. I mean, back in the day, my
4: fantasy was to be on Letterman. That was my dream. That was the dream. Letterman. Not even a Tonight Show. For some reason, just Letterman. Yeah. I, that was my dream. So that yeah. passed. Um, I mean, to be on, like, have, like, a, a Netflix uh, special, like a show with just you. And not just comedy, like, really going for it and talking about your life. Like, like um uh, John Leguizamo like he did, like Spicarama and all those things, like his one man shows where he talked. I'd like to put that together, and yeah. even if it doesn't get on HBO or Netflix, I don't care if I could really do that, get the discipline, sit down, make that happen, and do a one man show, um, about my life like that. That would that would be it, and then, you know, you'd be that would be what good. if I can get you on a, a Billy Ray Cyrus fan? <laughs> <part>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the other one that we all want, you know, goes without asking, uh, the achy Breaky, uh. Cruise in twenty twenty with Billy Ray Cyrus. Do we all want that's that? That's the dream. Yeah, that's the dream. That's I know the. Uh, I know the guy doing comedy on that on that cruise. I could probably hook you up. Yeah, I heard he's pretty funny.
3: <laughs> Mike Pins, can play the music.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you know the thing about comedy, which is different than every other industry, is it doesn't matter how old you are, you can really make it. Rodney Dangerfield didn't start doing comedy until he was like sixty.
4: I, I I think he was more in his forties. I thought it was later. Yeah, okay, it was but... later, definitely like comparatively what you're thinking. Like right. it was way later. He talked about his career was over. I saw an interview the other day. He talked about his career was over and then he came back and then he became very, very successful. But
1: like, do you get to
4: a point I'm sure
1: Josh can, you know, relate to this because the music industry's gotta be the same way. Do you get to a certain point, I've been doing this for so many years, I'm this age you know i'm never going to see i'm never going to get to letterman so this becomes my new goal versus like like same with you you know like you're you're touring you're trying to get notoriety but at some point you realize there's no way i'm going to be bruno mars you know what right. i mean it's just, it's just not going to happen so do you settle for something or like how does that work like the you know what have you gotten to that point or do you still feel like I'm attaining to be on Letterman? That's my goal. I'm See, gonna get there.
4: I, to, I guess I was listening to your question, while, and I, I was answering it in my head. What I was thinking, I guess I've already accomplished my goal, which was what to do stand up comedy Just live in front of an done. That, <laughs> that was the goal. Yeah. You know, like but that's huge. That, I, that's not a simple thing to no, say. No, it's not. I As <laughs> As started out the show. I like never that. felt driven. I had a chance to be on a Tonight Show. I met a guy on a ship. He was going to put me on a Tonight Show. Right. I didn't believe him. Right. He said he knew Donald Trump and Larry King and uh, Jay Leno. He said Jay Leno was asking for uh, comedians. And I'm like, yeah, right, whatever. I'm watching TV one night. I see a picture of him with Larry King, Donald Trump, and Jay Leno <laughs> <laughs> on wow. the Larry King Show. And I'm like, wow, this guy's real. So I call him up. And he starts talking to me. He goes, yeah, I really do know Jay Leno. He asked me about some comedians. And then I never got back to him. And I called him like six months later. He's like, yeah, you know, typical comedian. Doesn't think he's good enough. I was terrified to go on that sh- I was fucking right. <laughs> I was so scared yeah. that I'm going to die on stage. <laughs> and then re- when I got older and mature, I realized they want you to do well. Right. Yeah. They want you to do well. I, wa- I rode all the way to New York. Um, recently with my friend and was on uh, Ronnie Bennington's show and then I he was going to take me down I was going to be up on on the other show with uh, Jim Gaffigan and I got to the door and I I wouldn't go in and my my friend's like dude we rode all this way you didn't go in I didn't go in because I there was some confusion at the end with Ronnie whether I was really going to be on or not like he kind of left without me and I didn't want to go and be the guy who shows up at the studio. Hey, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, you're not going on. Like, I didn't want to go through that. But, but yeah. that wouldn't have happened because I found out later. They tweeted me later. Where were Where you? Where are you? <laughs> yeah. Jim wanted to meet you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But no, I've, 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 I've never been
3: aggressively looking for fame. That's like the fucking guy who climbs to the top of the fucking tallest slide at Disney World and backs out at the last minute. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm gonna? I'll take the stairs back down. It, it's scary though. It's got to be scary. To, to yeah, just open I just that like door. even
4: just doing a show at the Improv. Actually, being at the Improv on that stage is nice. Which, as as a headliner or a feature and mm-hmm. doing comedy in front of a real live audience. And the Improv to me is like the elite premier clubs. I mean, the, as far absolutely. Clubs, yeah. Doing that that that's that's one of my dreams right there too. And I do that on a regular basis. You days. mentioned uh, dying on stage. What was the worst death
1: that you've ever had on stage? <laughs> what ha- like, how old were you? What happened? What, what stage I was you already
4: created? working on cruise ships. Yeah. There was a, they were having a contest for people to work on cruise ships. And all the bigwigs from Carnival were there. Okay, so I go there. And here's, in the, who, here's who's in the audience. Uh, all comedians who want my job. And cruise directors have already seen me like 20 times. And I just was trying to impress the owner because I actually was thinking about being a cruise director. So I go, uh, the guy who introduced me, Al and she's like, all right, you're going to go first, Mike. Don't offend anybody. No F-bombs. You're going first. All right, good. Go up there. You know who one of the judges was? And he comes up to me right before the thing. Dorfman. Andrew Dorfman. Andrew Dorfman. Okay. <laughs> he's one of the judges. Uh, and and his his Former brother. owner of comedy clubs all, all across oh, South okay. Florida. Who I was involved in a lawsuit with, by the way. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> And he goes, All right. And I go out there and I start doing my material. And every cruise director has already seen me. These kids want my job. They're not going to laugh. And uh, I'll never forget after that, I met George Solano. We went to his house. He's like, He goes, We were going to make an announcement after your show. The winner of tonight's contest get Mike Panzika's schedule. <laughs> <laughs> I ate it. And then I just, and then as I'm walking off. Wow. Like, I just, it was terrible, and I was only supposed to be there to kill time and help out. Like, I wasn't. Carl Remy did it, too. He did great. But I just ate it, and uh, I was like, I give up. And I, <laughs> I walked off. and uh, they go, no, no, now you got to be judged. I'm like, judge, I'm not in the contest. So I had to listen to every judge, like, critique you. And wow. Make, wow. People, who, wow. After you bombed like that. that. And I bombed in front of friends and coworkers. <laughs> And people I already had the job with. That'd be like going back to court, going, I don't know if I was innocent. Let's. <laughs> Why don't we talk about the facts again? You already have the job. Could I do that interview process again? Yeah. yeah. And Al Romero, yeah. when I talked to Al about it, he's like, Michael, you should not have done that. He goes, the next time, ask yourself, <laughs> what would Al Romero do? <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: what was the time that you killed? The first time I ever did it. No, no, the best time that you ever killed. The one that you're, you, like, that moment you just described when you, when you tanked, you immediate, your head immediately went to that. Yeah, what yeah. immediately goes to your head when I say that time you killed? Uh, actually, the first
4: time. What was that like? It was, it, was, it was significant, too. I just started kind of being a comedian. I'm not thinking about it. I was also working as a counselor. I got asked to do comedy at the al Convention in the Bahamur Hotel. There was 1,000 people there. And they asked me to do 20 minutes. And I wrote some jokes. I took the day off. I wrote some jokes that day. I went up on stage behind a podium with my notes and everything. And I got a standing ovation at the end of a thousand people. And I remember looking at the camera, and one of my guys from my men's group came. And I look this is easy. <laughs> 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 but I got a standing ovation, like, and uh, it was great, man. And then I, afterwards, I, they go, uh, Oh man, we should have recorded your set cuz I wasn't one of the officials. It was an Alan convention. Mm-hmm. I wasn't one of the official speakers, so they didn't record me. Right. But they said 300 people came over and asked for a copy of my tape. Of oh my god. Wow. wow. Yeah, and then, you know, winning contests, those are but but that was the first time I did it. And then I didn't do it for a while, and then I started doing it again. And then I started winning contests like how did that happen? Right. I might have figured out something that works for you. Yeah. For me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and then I started listening to other people. Well, they like what they don't like. I watched what I like, what I don't like. Started becoming more true to that. Um, Took a, did improv for a little while. It helped me for like five days. Anyway, so I did, uh, no. (laughs) I used to be in an improv troupe too, but it was against the rules. Like there was like the war. What was the movie? Shakes the Clown where the mimes hated the... The, the Bimes Hated the Clowns? Yes, Shakes the Clowns. Shakes and, uh, the Clowns. Improv and, and stand-up <laughs> was like that. Like yeah. I, I defected from an improv trip to do stand-up.
3: Look, well, look so in improv, we were, and, and Mike joined our troupe, the rule is no the, nothing pre-written. You know, Everything is off the top of your head. Yeah. That is the full consciousness of improv. It's yes and. So if I'm in anything with you, and I tell you you're a fucking monkey yes and i'm a monkey and you know and and that was that's the base premise of improv itself right so when you have the stand-up mentality you have the i'm going to bring this guy with me on stage i'm going to bring this character with me i'm going to bring this impression with me i'll just wait for my spots to use them and that's that's what really fucks you up and now see you asked about the hardest time in front of an audience when you die Uh, in stand-up, at least you have other material to go to next. Like, if one paragraph fails, I got the paragraph about my mom, I'll take that out, and in an emergency, I'll just kill. Uh, When you're doing improv, we were doing improv on the cruise ships, like Mike is saying, and uh, it, that's got to be the toughest crowd because those people are constantly in motion. Like they're not just there to see you; they're engaged. They have an entire day full of shit yeah. planned. They're gonna stop in the comedy club for ten minutes, then go to the Lido deck and see the piano bar, then go here and get a daiquiri. So your audience is not paying attention to you at all. Yeah, and you talk about dying on stage. <laughs> like everything you throw out, not only isn't go isn't you know getting a laugh, but People aren't even fucking paying attention Not to you. How's that it. for a blow to your ego? Are you
1: able to shrug it off, like when I have a bad shift, or like you know, like how you're at work and you have that bad Friday night, and you're like, "Fuck, man, I know I fucked that up." Yeah. But but at the same time, you know, tomorrow Saturday I gotta go in and kill. You know, so like, is it like that, or when you when you get, I, I kill does myself it stick with you
3: all the way home? Yeah. And then the only way to redeem that feeling now is to go back in and make up for it, like. If I if I hate myself for a bad show or a bad day, mm-hmm. I go in the next day double you know double prepared extra coffee, hit a few more bells and whistles, hit a few more marks, you know do a little more whatever I just I, I have to make up for it so that that feeling goes away or it'll it'll stay with you.
1: Yeah, sure. That's pretty crazy.
3: Hmm. So Josh 20 shows 20
1: episodes. Yeah man and and we're here right here in this moment. You know what I think I think we take a break? And I think we get back to it with uh, the the special Spitfire that you've prepared for us this week. Yes, sir. 20 deep. So let's take a quick break. We'll be right back.
3: Like six and a half.
0: Hey, are you looking to book a feature entertainer for your club? Look no further. CinefoldStrips.com has you covered. CinefoldStrips.com is a great place to make any event a successful event. CinefoldStrips.com has celebrity lookalikes, porn stars, showgirls, and many other acts to make your event a memorable one. Enhance your guest experience by partnering up with Danny and his team of professionals. CinefoldStrips.com. Tell them Planet Platypus sent
1: you. Attention all club owners. Did you know there's a platform for DJ education? Pandamembers.org is an association for professional DJs. PANDA stands for Professional Adult Nightclub DJ Association. With over 1,000 members, PANDA is always growing and generating top DJs in our industry with an educational platform and discussions on how to better the DJ's craft. If your current DJ staff is not a member of PANDA yet, President Dane Hansen welcomes you to check out Pandamembers.org It could change your business for the better
0: 20 episodes deep And we're deep in it right now We're deep in the 20
1: How deep are you in it?
0: We are so far deep Down up in this 20
1: Okay, out of the 20 episodes Favorite show moment?
0: Oh, there's so many so pick one. So I have to pick a number one favorite moment? Just pick a moment that uh, you
1: enjoyed, that you th- look back to and think man. about.
0: Um, uh, I liked uh, when Binger was here. We talked to Rochelle Ryan. That mm-hmm. was always a highlight. Um, it a good show. Well, of course, when Rhea comes by, those are always extra special.
3: Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Bobby? Highlights. I'm still going back to uh, the Area 51 rap. Uh, when I heard wow. Josh do all the voices of like some of my favorite sci-fi characters and aliens and everything... Uh, not only did it, you know, it magnify my my respect and love for what he does, talent like but, but I could not stop laughing. Yeah, and that I'm was sure a
0: if... huge episode because that was also the episode where we featured Sarah J and Heather Heaven for the very first time. Yeah, so that
1: was a big show. Your future wife, really big show, or your future <laughs> ca- pending case number? I
0: don't know. I think I think I, I think I might be into Heather Hell now. Hell Heather damn. Hell. Yeah, that's her evil twin, evil side.
1: Well, she has another Beaver report on the way. All that, right. I got that in my Always email look this forward week. To Dude, everybody Beaver.
3: she's picked is actually pretty fascinating. Amazing, yeah. right? Like, I love reading her Beaver Yeah, I reports. really do like that
0: uh, that segment a lot.
3: Yeah, I think uh, my favorite interview
1: to this point uh, would have to be uh, Lunch Money Lewis. Yeah, definitely a highlight for me also. Um, just really talking about the music industry and... And and picking apart things and just such a cool dude to take the time out of his life to to be with us it was really cool, you know. And then, uh, you know, think about all the porn stars, you know, that Romy Rain interview and how many that was. That's what really set it off. That that Romy Rain, the Romy Rain interview really got us going. Yeah, you know, that was the beginning of the twenty shows. Really, it was just awesome. I remember, uh, and then the following week, we had Raya Sunshine for the first time.
0: Raya Sunshine, uh, Sarah Jay, who we just mentioned, Rochelle Ryan, we mentioned already, uh, Tara Patrick. Uh, yeah, there was
1: like, we had almost 20,000 listens in a month. Yeah. And that was all porn. It wasn't us. It was all porn stars. <laughs> I mean, we we probably have a fan base of a couple hundred people in the industry that really... Listen to the show and and check it out. I mean, I was surprised when I went to Vegas how many people made references. Oh, really? You know, like so they're the, listening. They're, the features and the DJs are definitely listening to what we're okay. doing. I Those mean, are it's, our people. it's very very obvious. Okay, you know, um, we see you. We see you
0: features. Yeah,
1: DJs. But but you know, twenty episodes. It's not too shabby. You know, and I gotta say something. I'm I'm not, you know, I'm still excited to come here once a week and do this. And and I look at it more as a Hanging out with my buddies than work. You right. know what I mean? So yeah. so as long as we, we we still feel that way, I think we're gonna be cranking these out for a while. Um, but our boy is getting older. And mm. by older I'm talking about Bobby Mack. Okay. Oh. How how old is his birthday? Like what what Oh wow You're where we throw it right to? out there. Yeah. We
3: are uh we are uh this uh <laughs> this <laughs> November twenty fifth. <25th. laughs> we're thirty eighteen. Yeah. I, I'm not going to be 48. I'll be 38 on November 25th. I like that. So you're going to be 48. Play the music. Yeah, that's what I said.
1: 38.
3: <laughs> uh-huh. So for Bobby's birthday,
1: it's uh, we're having a, a big party.
3: We are actually. Uh, we got. Uh, we got. We got the green light from Monroe's to go ahead and use Legends lounge which Mike you're gonna love you've been in Legends lounge yeah, before it's great. so I love that as far as and you know from doing dive comedy shows at bars and, and, and yeah. places and restaurants this is not that no, Legends lounge not... is beautiful it's a great it's, room it's going to be doing like comedy at a supper club that's uh, decorated with the best furniture with the best food and the hottest staff you've ever seen in your life plus we have you know, some, um, I can't wait to see what you and Gonzo have put together because oh, I've known you both all my lives you're both my best friend, you were both best men at my wedding yeah. because of how much you each mean to me right. so you know the admiration I have for you I, uh, I cannot wait after knowing you all this time to seeing what you produce and put together as a package and how you present it, I, I cannot wait to see that process in both my, of my me.
1: set is about strippers, surprising yeah. so Surprise, I'm looking shocking. forward to seeing this Hey, yeah, dude,
3: yeah. but you follow what Mike said. Write what you know about. Mm-hmm. And that's some of the toughest stuff. Like, Mike, I don't know when material hits you, but like, you ever drive mm. too long in a car and you
4: start rolling and you start, right? Shit, I got to write this uh, down. On the way down to the Keys to perform one day, it was that 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 strip that really slow for like a couple hours. It's terrible on a weekend. Um, I wrote so Yeah many- I wrote
3: I write all my driving material While I'm driving But I wrote
4: <laughs> so many Just on Facebook I was just popping up Posts Boom 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 I go this ride was so long I actually got my PhD From Kelsey University <laughs> While I was <laughs> <laughs> um, And I was And I was killing it Because of the ang- The pain I was like When I get Painful place Uncomfortable anxiety Whatever That's where I get The funniest
3: do you ever write stuff like that in the moment of that extreme feeling and then go back and try to perform it and you don't have the rage anymore and it seems like the material doesn't work? How do you do
4: that? That's the art. <laughs> that's, the, that's the skill. I'm going to tap you know, back, back tap into, tap the into the rage into I had yeah. when I was in the car that day. It's the same thing as doing it more than once and that's... making it sound like it's the first time you ever said it. That's the acting
1: part. Yeah, you got to come up with $300 for Mike Panzika's advanced comedy <laughs> classes. I'm going to take it. Really? Yeah. Oh, you'll, you'll kill
4: yeah. I,
3: I, you know, with my weird schedule, I would just like to take it to have that knowledge.
1: I don't know. You know, if yeah. I,
3: if you do,
0: I'll, I, I'll take. I'll take uh, it with you. I don't know if you're ready. You want to th- yeah, <laughs> <just, laughs> do it? I yeah. Just to help
3: me, like you know, I just would like to learn. I mean, I'll, <laughs> maybe it'll help me in but, my job. I will. Uh, it absolutely will help you. I mean, every aspect of being in public. Yeah public speaking,
4: acting, everything oh, yeah.
3: like the you you it's the essential performance skills that you're that are you're lending to comedy. It's
4: it's also I take people where they are at that level. It's like I play pool and my when my captain gives me a timeout or tells me to do something, he knows what level skill level I'm at. So he approaches me and instructs me from my where I am a level that I can understand. Everybody's at a different level. So, Bobby, these guys are entertainers. Like, they, I know what I can do to get them to the next level. Basically, it's the next level for some from people. It's the first step, right? And those, are, but that's the range of people having those classes. But I would now,
0: imagine people have different strengths and weaknesses. Like, some person might be really great at yeah. writing stuff, but not have that dynamic right. personality on stage, or vice versa.
4: And you know what's funny? People are so unaware of their of their talent, like their strength. They they have it. I see it. And sometimes they have no idea that's their strength.
0: Yeah, well, like you were talking earlier, that's that little devil on your shoulder. Yeah. Thing so who suck. out of your two students had it more? Back. Me <laughs> or Gonzo?
1: I'm just curious. Yeah,
2: um, Bobby,
0: let's... You guys should start a comedy duo, like a vaudeville style. No. <laughs>
1: yeah, no. come on. A, come on. and the Gons. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to shut that down right now. That's an 80s sitcom right there. <laughs>
4: can I just say one thing about you guys? I thought about this earlier. I definitely want to get this in. You guys, I actually would have thought you were going to be really difficult, and you know, try to teach the class instead of you guys from coming for what you do and the notoriety and the experience you have in this entertainment business to be so teachable in that class. Yeah, that was humbling for me. Except the time we hijacked the mic technique class. uh, You guys really stayed teachable and worked. Like you took some direction better. Than some people who've never done it before. Yeah. It was great.
1: Mike was doing a mic technique class one night and he he put the microphone on the stand and he showed everybody how to hold the microphone, where to stand, <laughs> how to, you know, how to project into it, how to project using your diaphragm. And there was a lot of science yeah,
2: yeah. going
1: into what he was explaining. And uh then Gonzo just for no reason stands up and he's just like, You forgot a bunch of things. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh, yeah. And like, yeah, he, he, he got up that. and <laughs> he said, now, now, remember, when you're projecting, you know, you talk to that table, you, 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 you know, he went on this whole like thing of how we do it in the club. Right. So then I got involved, you know, yeah. course, yeah. you know, of course, you know. And, and we completely fucking hijacked his mic technique class. And we're teaching, we're teaching them how to do strip. I felt like such an asshole after we left. Like, the class was over, and Gonzo and I, we would always go and have a cigarette in the parking lot after class. And um, I just looked at Gonzo,
4: and I'm just like... We just hijacked that. We're such assholes. Next thing I know, they're sitting down wearing headphones with a microphone, and a cigarette <laughs> and a drink. And I'm like, no, that's not how we do it.
1: <laughs> you know what
4: Gonzo said to me? He goes, did your check clear? Mine did. I'm
1: taking and utilizing my time. You know? Wow. So Bobby's birthday is yes. December 1st. It's at Monroe's at 8 p.m. on a Sunday night. Michael Panzeca is the headliner. Awesome, it's gonna be great. Alaska galore, myself, Gonzo,
3: Bobby. Do we have somebody else or no?
0: No, Alaska's performing as a feature entertainer
3: and a stand-up comic. Well, see, here's the thing: like, she's gonna do a feature at anyway. Like, she doesn't have to get naked to do stand-up. Right? No, I'm just curious how it's gonna go. But but it's such an interesting concept that like I can't fathom it being done. That now I want to see it. Like. It's tough enough to bear your ass as a stripper. It's tough enough to bear your ass as a comedian. Can you imagine doing both simultaneously and how wrong? Well that's of a what I'm saying. Now,
0: do you think it would like, be uh, like like she does her set and then sweaty and naked, she starts the comedy routine? Does she do it before she gets naked? Does she get to the top of the pole, do
4: a bit, slide down the like, pole, <laughs> maybe do another I, one? I don't know. How's don't, it gonna go? And that's
3: why like now I kind of want to see her. Gotta see it. it. You know I want
4: you know who does that really good? It's like Multiple personality disorders. They do it really well. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you'll be witnessing history because I'm
3: I'm sure that there's not a lot of people doing this because there's no venue for it. You can't strip at a comedy club. And at a strip club, no one wants to hear you speak. They just want to see you get naked. So some people hide on stage. Some people look naked, but they're actually hiding. Like,
1: that's where they hide. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I've seen that. Yeah. Um, Bobby, are there any specials that night as
3: far as like food, drink type? Uh, They asked me what cut of meat I preferred and I chose. Oh, food is so good there. Yeah, because, you know, we're famous for our food there. We have uh, the tomahawk steak, which is this, you know, humongous. But that's on Tuesday. Jurassic-sized ribeye. So I asked for the porterhouse because, like, if you're a steak lover like I am, you can't decide which one to have. New York strip, filet mignon, New York strip, filet mignon. You put both of those things together. You have the Monroe's Porterhouse. That's the steak it's I want. On. And we're going to put it on special for like 20 bucks. So. All right, oh. so
1: listen. This is the announcement I'm making
3: right now. Oh, cue the music. <laughs>
1: Anybody who doesn't live in South Florida that decides to fly in and attend Bobby Mac's birthday... Your dinner is on me wow. personally. That's bold. I will pay That's for your cool. steak dinner at Monroe's. Wow. Cool. So, Binger, if you're listening, or any of our circle of friends in the industry that yeah. do not live in South Florida, if you get on a plane... And, Wild Bill, if you fly from Tampa, you are excluded. That does not count. Oh, come I'm on. Talking, no. No. Buy, no. buy the guy no. a steak. Yeah, buy the guy a steak. All right, I'll bring a steak. Uh, Anybody who travels from out of town... To be at Bobby Mac's birthday party, December 1st, 8 p.m. at Monroe's and West Palm Beach. Monroe'sPalmBeach.com. If you're at that party, I'm buying you dinner. Yes. Wow. How about that? And wow. that's going to be
3: a great night. You're going to get to see a great night of comedy. You're going to get to see a featurette show and a comedy show. Uh, and we're going to have tons of in-the-biz people there. So and it's and a couple be a- surprises because for Bobby, first of all, Cindy going to be there? Uh, I'm gonna try, but we'll see. I am it's sparing no expense.
1: Wow. <laughs> can, can for I? Bobby's big surprise at, at the party. Oh, oh I can't wow. Wait. Can
4: I get a steak too? Is it <laughs> <laughs> You kidding me? That's your that's your that's on your rider. I mean I'm just driving in, but can I still get a steak? No. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. You know what I want a steak in? I want a steak in Spitfires. <laughs> <laughs> because okay. for 20 episodes. <laughs> There has been one constant on this show.
3: The only thing people listen to is Joshua spitfire?
1: Pretty much. <laughs> the people roll their eyes at me and Bobby. They roll their eyes at our ego. I don't know, man. They. Some people think we're funny. Some think, people think we're pretentious and obnoxious. But nobody, mm. no one, Okay. Can deny the talent that is going on with these Spitfires. You have thrown out nineteen of them, right? Yes, the first one on the first one
0: dropped, I believe, on episode four, which was the Dave Mannix pink shirt yeah. song, uh, Pink Pantera. Panther. We didn't do one right out of the uh, shoot with the, with the Bobby Mack uh, Daisy Dukes parody as well. Yes, that, that was they were combined as the first ever Spitfire. I believe that was episode four. And we've been going strong every week ever since. But
3: he's written extras like for the EDIs. He did the opening uh, one, like so. That was amazing.
1: That was a great experience, man. that, yeah, was, that was really cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: so we already know a Bobby's uh, favorite Spitfire of the week is. Uh, he already mentioned was Area Fifty One. Do you have a favorite?
1: Oh yeah, bombs over Facebook by okay. far. Oh yeah, you said that. Yeah, by yeah. far. Anytime you're making fun of Katie Sutra, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> I think that's fantastic. Yeah. That was, and and, and just. The style in which you can take an Ice Cube song from an Outcast song to—I mean, just just the versatility. It, it, there's so much going into what you're doing that people don't even realize. Like even on the editing end, layering the right. sound effects. Well, last
0: week's was a pretty dramatic uh, production for the Halloween song. Fantastic. Uh, Fake half was fun to do because I yeah. got to do fun voices in that one too. So, uh, so what we- was
3: your favorite Spitfire?
0: Um, I did like the uh, stripper death match. Was fun. Yeah. Um, I gotta go with Bobby as well with the Area 51. Might have been my top, my top favorite so far. And I
1: like that because it was something topical. The, in the writing news. in that, but the it, it, writing in that, one. it didn't have anything to do with our industry. Not but he, really. But I he, just, took, uh, he took a news article and made it about our industry, right, which is cool. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: So uh, so, so anyways this so week? this week we got we got uh, a little something just celebrating our big twentieth episode extravaganza so we had to hit him with a 20th anniversary right. spitfire let's it's check it out it's a little something uh called 20 deep
3: one two three four five six seven eight nine, 20 episodes 20,
2: 20, 20, deep. deep one two
0: The moments the planet has had so many. As we get into the session of episode number twenty, number one was fun. Mary Carey was a blast when she asked Plaid to eat mashed potatoes out her ass. Number two was cool, but Bobby Mack was absent. So Gonzo sat and talked about this accident he had while skating on some rollerblades naked in his kitchen while we interviewed Annie Lane. And number three, our man Danny talked about the features. Jimmy B told stories about the biz and left us speechless. Four was historic. Fiore saw spit firing. The and out was big in that time that Rochelle Ryan Didn't know who he was, plus we had fun with Dave Manic. Five Romy Rain stopped by and raised the standard Views through the roof as we continued to build Number six, Platt fanned out to bad boy Bill Number seven was a stripper, of death matching Cassie Eight, Sarah J, then Platt tried to match me With Heather Heaven and the love connection that we got into it With the Grammy winning star, Lunch Money Lewis Number nine, we had Ray of Sunshine With pop star Veronica Vega up on the line I, number 10, me and my friends about the expo 11, Ray is back in the to date I let go 12, we caught hell after blackness stress And started beef with the beloved lookalike fake Hat. 13, with the fire-breathing queen, Angel Bow. 14, Travis Bajan's arm-wrestling show 15, Porter and Monet and Natasha Nova 16, had Alaska asked her all about her shows But 17, we switched it up and talked to comic Adam Hunter 18, Pixie Racist who would marry, kill, and fuck us 19, that was a special for fi- Halloween. Now we at number 20, the best is yet to be seen. Uh. Uh. 20 deep, deep. baby. 20 deep. So there it is.
2: (laughs) Dude, that's brilliant. (laughs) A
0: recap of the last 20 episodes, and we're
4: still like, you know. And the best is yet to go. Best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. I can can see the Based on that, it was a great song, but uh, you guys lacked the confidence that I was going to show up today. (laughs) 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 The other thing I want to say, just get off my chest, if you don't mind. It's really hard to sit here and listen to you talk about all the former guests. (laughs) <laughs> how great they were right. and then i'm sitting right here <laughs> that's a lot of pressure
0: dude in a couple of weeks we'll do the 25th episode
1: Extravaganza, Yeah, well, and then, we'll, then we'll have to catch up you know? i got a big guest lined up for that
0: okay yeah all right epic all right so the wheels are turning
1: yeah so what's next
0: for the planet platypus i mean we're 20 in it's been a great ride so far but we're still new in the game What's what's coming up for us?
1: I know what I'd like to see happen next. What's the end game for you?
0: Well, the end uh,
1: the end game's too complicated to really get into. Okay. Show wise, I don't. I think I think it would bore people. Okay. Um, but this is part of many things, and one of those things is a vehicle to really push you and your talents, Josh. Okay. And to push Thank Bobby you. and his talents. Um, you know, both from the comedic side and from the musical side, and um, it just got, it goes to show you where we have, where we're at, and where we're headed.
3: What the hell is that? His phone. That I, I know, I know was, better. The I producer of the rookie, show had his phone on. I, I fucking rookie mistake. That was sappy background music. Yeah, I <laughs>
1: thought so too <laughs> at first. I was like, "Wow, how do you, I'm, I'm getting good at this?" He's
3: playing you off like you're a guy.
1: <laughs> he's like, <laughs> "I right, wrap
4: it up, Platt. What's <laughs> yeah.
1: what's next for the planet, Platt? Sabotage, Josh? Yes. you just sabotaged it. Yeah, sorry about that. The that fuck, was, man. I was waiting for <laughs> the orphan to get off? adopted. No, but this this oh, this is a platform. This is a vehicle to to show." Everybody in our industry, what I already know, and that is that I'm blessed to be with two of the most talented human beings possible. Um, the things that you guys are able to do blows my mind, Bobby. With your artwork, your comedy, your timing, your you know everything that everything that you are. As long as we've known each other, you still never cease to amaze me because you always come up with something brilliant. And Josh, you're like this wild card that has secretly pushed two of the most creative people I know to be even more creative because now all of a sudden uh, we feel threatened. Am I wrong? (laughs) No,
3: that's exactly the correct response. Like you get into this dynamic where you're good at what you do and you meet somebody who's fucking great at what they do and it's like it wakes something else up in you. But that's an awesome thing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is.
4: But that's part one of the end game. Well, I don't mean to interrupt again. <laughs> While well, you celebrate your relationship with these two talented people, but you, you're doing it again. I'm sitting right here. <laughs> I just want to let you know you're doing it You're very it rude again. to
0: our guest today.
4: It's so hard to watch you flirt. In yeah. praise. And talk about the relationship with these guys. I'm sitting right here.
1: Oh, yeah, it's got to be awkward. Man. So anyway, part two,
2: <laughs>
1: part two to the you know end game has to do with the bigger picture. Okay. You know, uh, part one obviously is about us. The fact that we get to hang out every week and uh, do do this cool show and be creative and that's great. The big part about this though is. What we represent for our industry, which is also a platform and a vehicle for some of our feature entertainer friends who maybe don't have a place for exposure for some of our DJ friends, for our management friends, for
3: the clubs that, you know, support us and that that we support them. Um, I love being in a club that does features again. I can't tell you. I mean, like we obviously we funnel over all these these entertainers because we're good at what they do. We recognize that. They're also friends of ours, all that shit. But I can't tell you as a as a regular person in this industry, I'm so thankful that once in a while they come along and yeah. change up the game because yeah. your job can get monotonous no matter what it is you do, whether you work in an office or if you're a strip club DJ, believe it or not. The routine can dull out your your mind. It dulls out your creativity. Yeah. So now that you're at a club where like they drop a feature on you once in a while, it brings you back to the game. Like, you and it adds to-
0: value to the club, right? If, you know, for your
3: guests. I am so thankful to them. I'm so thankful for what they bring to my life in the industry
1: and what they've brought to our show and our website as well, and the contributions from the features from, you know, just um, <clears throat> the other day, Natasha Nova texted me about. Um, you know these trolls online, and, yeah. and, and she wants she wants us to do something about it. Not necessarily defend her, but take a stand here on the show, take a stand on the website somehow. And I, I'm I'm thinking of a couple
3: different ways to do that,
1: or yeah. like no, but how, she's
3: right. People think that it's okay to harass us because of the industry we're in.
1: I have an idea of how to do, how we can do it where it's still entertaining, um, but I, I'm still working out the kinks. But you, like,
3: you let me know, I will go to jail for you. Oh, uh,
1: that—that's going to be an easy one. We're just going to hire a private detective and we're going <laughs> to find these people. I'm telling you, I'm not kidding.
2: I, I
3: don't believe. I, I don't. I be, I don't doubt for many You that you're cannot not me have
1: success without struggle and negativity. You need the trolls, which is why we have that's Mike Benzica with us thing. this week. <laughs> yes. But going going back to the initial thought, people like Josh's girl, Heather Heaven and contributing the Beaver Report. Alaska galore doing, you know, the state of Alaska. Who has a new
3: state of Alaska on the way. I just got a text. So
1: what this is becoming now is it's no longer our thing. You know, it's, it, it's, it's, it's inviting those people in in our circle and in our industry to have it be their thing. As long as we can c- continue to do this truthfully, if we can continue to entertain and be creative and educate a little bit. The overall goal at the end of the day is to have a website that is for a podcast that diversifies between the pros and the Joes. The pros are professional entertainers and the people of our wonderful industry that make it work. And the Joes are the one that spend money in our clubs. If we can find a balance between those two groups of people this will go to another level that will become more successful than the three of us ever dreamed
3: of. I am not stapling my vagina. I'm you just going to throw that out there. You might have to. <laughs> you just might have to. Why is it, Doyle?
2: But, <laughs>
1: but I am very grateful for today's show. The recognition of 20 episodes is a big deal, and I appreciate you guys for putting in the hard work and being here every week, and Josh, the editing you do and the uh,
3: everything you do is... Yeah, man, the edit you did on last week's show—I sent him an email. But yeah, thank you, thank you. That was sick. Yeah. That was fun. It really was. For happy. those of you at home, you don't get to hear the shit that Josh cuts out, but let me tell you what—he does an amazing job. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I do a great job of making myself sound really good.
1: <laughs> yeah, but 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 you make all of us sound great. That's yeah. and, and, and you know, um, the better you're getting at this, the more Bobby and I are working towards achieving our own goals and that's it's it's a beautiful thing. And Michael Panzeca, thank you so much. Michael, thank
0: you, Michael. For oh, man. being
4: part of our show today. Of course I'm coming out here to be with you guys, Bobby and I and Platt and I just met Josh. Great to meet you. But you guys we've known each other a long, long time. Long time. So and I wanted to hear the intro music. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see this comedy show with, with all you guys. It's gonna be it's
1: gonna be a beautiful train wreck in the sense that yeah. um Uh, we're not going to be, we're meaning me, the the amateurs aren't going to be as funny as the professionals, and there's going to be a very distinct difference between, you know, the two, but it's going to be entertaining nonetheless. Exactly.
3: But we'll be amongst all of our people, so it's just, come out and have a good time. Buying people's
4: steak, okay, is not a a cool way to get laughs, bro. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man. I'll do whatever
1: I have to. I figure if we can get a hundred people to show up to this thing, it'll be a great event. Awesome. You know what I mean? Because that room fills up pretty quick. So I'm going to take
0: uh, Michael's comedy class, and then uh, I'm going to come do something with a puppet for this uh, for this show.
1: <laughs> D- there's some aspects of his comedy class that you can really use at work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to definitely do it. I'm doing it, and Maybe then Bobby. he and then what pissed me off though was I spent all this fucking money. I bought him steaks too. And Man, like, oh, I keep like buying
0: people
4: steaks.
1: I, I get through the class, right? I finally get done with it. We do our stand up or our, our end of the, the, the class thing. I finally get to go on stage. I have this amazing fucking experience. And then the very next day, he posts for the next class. You know, like, once he spits (laughs) us out once we're done, right? Oh, yeah. The man's got to make money, right? The hot hot ones with the hot ones. But what fucking pissed me (laughs) off was the fact that he's like, oh, by the way. We're adding a new writing class. Yeah. Yeah. Like all of a sudden now there's all these layers. It's Listen, like, oh, you got strip club money now. <laughs> so now all of a sudden yeah. we're going to design these <laughs> classes so that we can get some better. I see, you know, it was, it, he used us. He we used start, me
4: I them. We started a clothing line too. For they State did. They Korea. started yeah.
1: a clothing line. <laughs> wow. Uh-huh. Wow. It's, it's, it's insane. No, I was so pissed on him. Like, the whole time Gonzo and I are asking him about writing, is there somewhere we can go online? Is there somebody, you know, he's like, I know some people that we can talk to. And, and we're like, oh, okay, great. We want to learn how to write because we're both doing website stuff. And like, right. yes, doing stand ups, cool. But for our application, we need to learn how to write and the yeah. proper way
4: to write, yeah. you know, to structure all that good stuff. And Do you like, mean say, I altered my business model to meet the needs of what my clients were asking for? <laughs>
2: Yes, <laughs> that's
4: exactly what I mean, and it's bullshit. Like a strip like,
1: club, all oh, you want to go in. But that? he didn't even raise the price. It's like I'm. <laughs> I'm like, I can see if he's like, we're adding writing and improvisational comedy, and yeah, I'm going to teach you how to be a superhero. And get a
4: free microphone. You get a free microphone. <laughs> yeah, buy stage. Like with Jerry Seinfeld,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's the same fucking price. I'm like, <laughs> anyway, yeah. I, I, I tease, but but you're a big part of our life, and we we love you're it, always it. welcome here, bro. Yeah, man, it's great to be here. I had so Such much a fun. funny guy, and uh, I love getting you and Bobby in the room together. Oh, yeah. it's, it's always love, you know.
4: Totally. Like I love can just this guy.
3: I can just see how much you respect him, and
1: you know.
4: Yeah, it's tremendously cool. very cool.
3: Yeah, uh, we've always looked up to Mike. Mike was always the you know the gifted kid in our class that did the other thing that we
4: all wanted to do, but we sucked at. Yeah. You know, and I always went just to watch them. I, I literally never performed and then probably I just carried boxes. I was so willing to like just watch them and I believed in what they did. And sometimes they would make me get on stage, but they were very I, it was the greatest one of the greatest Yeah, he was with us
3: for like 3 years. He
4: went on stage twice. <laughs> <laughs> well, they said only enter if you're needed.
3: <laughs> so he's on the sidelines in costume. It's a tag team you know event. He's on the sidelines in his shirt, just tapping the stage. Uh, just
4: waiting. Like, yeah, I've good. never felt like I was needed. Yeah. There, there was so much talent on that stage. Wow. Well, I was also scared. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it is intimidating being around Bobby sometimes, though, I know. Yeah. It really is. It, it, you know, especially, like, when we're doing events, industry events and stuff, and he's... When the two of us are on a mic, It's it's an interesting dynamic because yeah. sometimes... No, all the time. You have to take almost a back seat to Bobby because he's such a personality. <laughs> yeah. I don't mean that in a, a, a bad way. I'm just saying you're, you're so. You're over the top. You and I are very similar in the fact that we're in your face, you know, yeah. loud and, and. Well, you and know what? Because colorful. of his improv
4: training, I bet that's why he's so good at uh, listening and allowing other people to be around well, that energy. I really enjoy working with him because of that. because... We could throw the ball to each other
1: very, very well just because of how long, you know, we've been doing this and how you know, but, but like when we were in Vegas, Vegas is like for years has been my thing. That's just one of those things that it's my time to shine. I think I'm trying to prove to myself more than anybody else that I can do things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where before, when I was younger, it was a lot more ego. And now that I'm older. Trying to make
0: the connections and impress the right people. It's a little more selfish now now for me. Yeah,
1: right. And and, and this last expo was about watching Bobby mature and watching him become what I know he's going to take what I did and bring it to a completely new level. You know, and and when we were working the end party the last day, the pajama party, and we're exhausted, and we're both, I wanted to fucking rip Bobby's eyes out like five times during that fucking event. We had no voice. We were both beat, we were both done. But the second that light hits, man, it's just like, we just... You're on. Yeah. Yeah. And I noticed that I had to take a step back and let Bobby shine because... It didn't make sense for the two of us to be here. Somebody had to be here and somebody had to be here. And Bobby is here by leaps and bounds. I cannot compete with him. I cannot stay with him. I cannot be on that level with him. There are certain things he does that I do better. But when it comes to throwing a fucking spotlight on this guy and putting a microphone on his hands, beast. Beast. Mm. So I had, you know, I'm like, I'm taking a step back, let Bobby do his thing and just. Ed McMahon, you know, you are correct. Yes, sir. You know, <laughs> if
3: it, you know, if it makes sense, it's safer for me in that environment than in a comedy club because like when I'm when I'm on stage doing an event for us and I'm on and this is on my shoulders to uh-huh. make sure that this doesn't go down, I'm not letting my friends down. And it's just that simple. Yeah. So whatever the next wild step is, I'm fucking two feet into it because that's my mentality. I'm not letting my friends down. We're yeah. going to have a fun time. I don't care if the place starts to get on fire. We're going to keep going. And
1: that's how I felt. I felt like Bobby had the room under control. I had to do the behind-the-scenes thing, and I was losing my fucking shit right. because I didn't want to let him down. You know, like one time there was a fuck-up, and it was a big fuck-up because... It was no. other people's
3: fuck-ups so that right, he's talking remember, about. Yeah, right. But
1: but it happened, and, it, and I had my hands in that, and it made me insane. But it's for his benefit like i don't want to leave never leave your wingman hanging you know what i'm saying and bobby you're the ultimate wingman you've been my wingman for 20 plus years josh you're fucking amazing dude seriously balls out amazing the 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 stuff that you're doing if anyone doesn't like the show i'm okay with that if anyone doesn't like our spitfires <laughs> wow i'm not okay we're with fighting. that we're fighting wow, wow. For well, real. Thank you guys for that. Uh, like, it's okay for me. If you don't like our entertainment, if you don't like us, I'm okay with that. But what you're doing needs to be recognized for what it is. And that's just brilliance and professionalism. Wow. You're the fucking man, dude.
3: I sent him an email. I heard from so many people about his Spitfire last week alone. Like they'll they'll yeah. write me and say, your show is funny, but the Spitfire takes the rest of the conversation." And, and I had to stop posting the
1: Spitfire the same time as the actual show because no one was listening. To <laughs> oh, they're gonna listen to the Spitfire, yeah. so now I have to actually post it later, you know. Yeah. But but, dude,
4: you should start a class, dude, yeah. right now. Yeah, <laughs> is, is some Mike Mike tra- technique. <laughs> He'll take your class. Yeah. I tell you, he will. He will. Yeah.
1: And don't worry, as soon as, you, as soon as you're done with my class, I'm going to add five more classes for the same yeah, price. Yeah, man, you know, you churn
0: out enough people, you're going to churn out the next superstar eventually. 20
1: shows, we're going to reconvene in 40, and then we're going to talk about the future. Yes. I, but for right now, I think we're heading in a really good direction. I hope the industry is with us, because we have every great intention for them. You know, this is entertaining, but at the same time, We're trying to open up a platform for the Heather Heavens of the world, for the Ray of Sunshines of the world, for all those girls out there that are trying to get some publicity. We're here for you. This is why we're doing this. This is why we're exhausted, uh, you know, half the time, because we're putting in, you know, this work. and, And I cannot, will not and do not want to do this without you guys. And until that happens, I'm happy to do this 400 more times.
3: Love it. Well, I'm fucking on board. I'm yep. the, I am having. I love this. I love just hanging with you guys. I love the creative process, the thought process. And it's my therapy, I think. I think it's my work therapy when I come here. Yeah. Because I, mm. I get to talk to people in my element about what we do, and it's just something that outside people don't understand. Like, can you imagine us getting a psychiatrist? We'd have to fill them in on so much before oh, yeah. they would begin to understand well, background us. Background involved, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. you have to understand how crazy I am, so that's going to take a year. You know? Like, <laughs> I have to introduce you to the rest let of the me, cast. Let me paint the picture for you, Doc. Right.
1: So, Josh, you asked hey, earlier wait. what my favorite part of the 20 episodes right. was. It's right now. This is it. This is my favorite part. Just the end of the show, getting ready to eat Las La Michael Panzica. Okay, I feel better now. <laughs> I just want to say I feel better now. Having, having, <laughs> having my bros right here and just, you know, feeling the sense of accomplishment. And, of course, the un- Believable ability to entertain by Michael Panzeek is sitting to my side yes. right now. I it's so, so much better. Without you, there is no sun no, that dude. shines. I,
4: this yeah. was this was the funnest day I've had. The most fun day I've had in a long time. I just I didn't I woke up like I don't want to. But when I got your text, you go you should come. I was in my car driving to the Improv. I was just like, yeah, I'm going. Okay, I got nothing else to do. Bobby <laughs> said I should go. I I'm going. You know, awesome. and it was I'm great. I'm so happy. Glad I had you're great here, time. Grateful Thank you're
1: here. Yeah. And let's end on that high note. Josh, yes. take take us out the the way you would on the twentieth show. A very grand
0: exit. I also want to mention uh, Josh Fiore Spitfire for Hire. It's a new business I'm doing right now. It's a business <laughs> venture. <laughs> um, basically, what I'll do is I will custom uh, make a song for you. If maybe you're a feature entertainer, you want your very own theme song. Ooh. Maybe you want a club uh, song about your club. You could pump up that two for one extravaganza. Maybe are you being serious? Right yeah, now? yeah, Fuck maybe. Yeah, he's serious. Maybe you're pissed off at your boss and you want a diss track that's gonna really show him what's up. I'm your guy. Wait, what are you charging for these? Um, it, it varies. 100 bucks. It varies on the production. Uh, you can contact my agent, DJ Platypus, and he'll...
3: Uh, <laughs>
1: this platform he'll, has now started, a, started ste- a new platform. More yes. than a steak.
3: Dude, man. if high pitch Eric is getting 100 bucks to say happy birthday to somebody, yeah, Josh this is... Yes. This is Josh's yes. cameo. Let's say,
0: let's say you want to wish uh, Lacey and Dane uh, congratulations on the baby. How much would that cost me? Uh, well, for you... 100 bucks. <laughs> yeah, for you. More than a steak. But I'm just Eric. saying, for example... I'll, I'll I'll write some ill rhymes about that baby, right? You know, some royal family rhymes about this uh, this, this event that's about
3: to take. You got to set a precedent. You got to, yeah. Just, everybody will be your friend if you keep cutting breaks. <laughs> that's, that's right. You got to see. Trust me. You got to put a stake in the ground and say this is where this. What's race the starts. price
0: range? It depends on how much I want to do it.
3: <laughs> so I don't want to. I don't want to
0: give a, a, a price. I want people to contact me. Let me know what they want to do. And oh, then still, I have to lie. Then ba- based on the, the <laughs> amount of interest I have in the project. You know what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're going to leave it right here. Yeah, We're right. going to pick up show 21 Blade with the back. cliffhanger to Josh's <laughs> impending doom. I mean, moonlighting business Blade doing Spitfire for hire. Uh, it's
0: been a great 20, everybody. Good night. We back oh have landed on the planet it's been a long time we should have never never granted but we're standing on the front
2: line prime for the sequel